Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Podcast. I am your host, Matt, speaking, and I hope you are all doing well. I will say this. I've been discussing relationships, romance, heartbreak, and loneliness in some of these last few podcasts. All of these shows allowed me to reflect on my past experience and share with you, the listener, thoughts regarding how I'm navigating the world being a single divorce guy who is just past the age of 50. I will say this, the response has been great. Just in the sheer numbers of you listening and the response that I get uh, via social media and in some very select few cases uh, in person as well. And I appreciate that. And there's a lot on my mind with the subject of just romance, being alone, and how to best navigate all of this. And as I continue on this journey, I believe I'm becoming more aware of my emotions and how they relate to potentially finding true romance once again. I know there are going to be days where I feel better than others about being single. However, there'd be good days and bad days if I found my absolute ideal soulmate as well. In fact, knowing myself as well as I do, finding my next true love will likely result in me becoming an emotional wreck for a while. This is what happens. The wave of emotions after initially falling in love, for me, can be crippling. All of a sudden, my mind, I don't know about yours, becomes stuck on another individual, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I lose focus uh, nearly on everything else in my life. Even worse is I get to a mental place of not feeling like I'm deserving of this person's return love. It's, I know that sounds may sound weird to many of you. How could anyone I cherish and adore so much possibly feel even close to the same way about me? Speaking from the context of Wayne and Garth from Wayne's world, I am not worthy. Once my mind begins to travel down this road, I start to think about the mistakes I've made in my life. Surely, if uh, she found out uh, I was not perfect in all my choices, then I'd be dumped like the week's trash at the end of the driveway. Waiting for a journey to the landfill where I'll be buried in my misery. Pretty soon, I'll be questioning my value everywhere I go. I could be a better worker, friend, father. Surely, I'm miserable at being all of these. I find it very difficult to see what another person could possibly see in me. My friends may say things to me like, you want someone who will love you for who you are. My response to that is BS. Of course, I want someone who loves me in return, but I also want to always be the best version of who I am. So if that person can push me to be the best version of who I am, great. Super. That part is healthy. As long as it's not neurotic, it's healthy. Falling in love is truly a life-altering experience. I'm old enough now to realize the emotions, good and bad, that come with it. I certainly have even developed coping mechanisms to deal with the onslaught of negative aspects. 
Long gone are the days of chain smoking, heavy drinking, and consuming nothing but green apples during the day when I go through uh, these onslaught of emotions. I know enough not to feel rejected when I am rejected. I believe I know what options are unattainable in the dating realm. And this is key here. If there isn't a romantic connection, don't try to force one. Expecting to date someone way above my social class in a cultural world I can't even begin to fathom is probably stretching any type of lofty dream I may have. Also, if I've seen a person a few times, really click on every cosmic level within this individual to the point where I can see a future and feel a little lighter in my day-to-day movements, only to have this same individual say, Sorry, someone else has grabbed my heart. This is a huge sign that this relationship is over and there's no going back to it. There's no Hollywood ending here. It's highly unlikely that she'll ever have a change of heart and run back to me in tears, claiming that she made the biggest mistake in my life, turning her back on me. Excuse me. Even in the unlikely event that this did happen, you know, her running back to me, would it be a healthy choice to be with this person? I mean, what's good for me? What's good for you? Always ask yourself this if you're in these situations what's really good for you i mean also ask advice of others because they're gonna often see the mistakes you're making and you may be in denial of these mistakes but you should we should truly listen to others when it comes to relationship stuff that is uh, unattainable or just the experiences we feel after rejection that this there's this little glimmer of hope deep inside us that somehow it's just going to turn around we need to listen to others that are seeing how unhealthy this is for us as individuals okay trying to achieve an unattainable love in any situation is just unhealthy Doing a random Google search on achieving personal goals shows many different sites for advice. It's hard to go into a Google search and just type in uh, unattainable love. Uh, it's You're not going to come up with much. But if you want to kind of relate it to achieving personal goals, you can find many, many things. Okay, so I found an article on the website Life Hacks. Okay, and the title I will tell you here in a second. I also cited this uh, in my notes if you are interested. Achieve impossible goals in nine easy steps. Okay, well, I'm going to take these nine easy steps and relate them to somehow the dating relationship world. How about this? Number one, set realistic and unrealistic goals. This is my comments on this goal, this this uh, aspect here. As mentioned before, if another person assists in you becoming the best version of yourself, great. You may eat better, exercise more, discover new interests, and feel your mental well-being improve dramatically. 
From there, you can set realistic goals of how to exist with this individual. However, if there's not a mutual connection, move on. It's pointless and unhealthy to set an unrealistic goal of winning this person's affection. Okay? Set to improve yourself, but don't try to push it if it's not there. Number two. The number two uh, out of the nine things listed here. Work hard. Hmm. Okay, well, do you have to work hard for love? And then it comes to the question. How hard are you willing to work for love? I don't have an answer for that. I don't know if love should be, or even achieving love from, from someone else, should be a, should be difficult work. I, I don't believe it should. Though, is it easy? Probably not. Hmm. I don't know. Number three, get others to work with you. And this is where you listen to the advice from others as they will see dynamics that you may not see or refuse to accept. Number four, don't make excuses, especially for the other person. If they are not into you, this will not change. Don't make up reasons. Her feelings will turn around. She just isn't ready. Her heart is still mending from a previous relationship. No. The fact of the matter is she doesn't see a romantic connection, so move on. Next. Number five. I'm sorry if I just did that. That's kind of annoying, isn't it? When I annoy myself, I know it must be annoying to you, the listener. Number five. Don't underestimate others. I'll interpret this as understanding that other people can be self-serving. Be wary of attaching yourself to someone who doesn't have your best interests at heart. You know, make sure they ask questions about you and make sure you're not compromising yourself in what you want and desire. Number six, be willing to fail or simply be prepared to fail. There's no logic. There's very little logic to romance, if any at all. If it doesn't work out for you, there is a scenario out there where it will. Think about it in these terms. If you didn't get your dream job, it's upsetting. Most of us have been there. But this doesn't mean you have to work sorting bottle returns at the local general store. There's another job out there for you. Where one door closes, many, 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 many more open. And I do firmly believe that. And I'm not the most confident person in the world, but I do believe that. I'm an optimist, after all. Number seven, make sacrifices. Hmm. What are you willing to sacrifice? Plus, I don't like just that word, sacrifice. Uh, Sacrifice makes me think of innocent animals. (laughs) Number eight, use your strengths. Or be aware of what your strengths are. You have them. Know what they are and use them. Confidence is very sexy, don't you think? As important in all this, know your limitations and improve on these in reasonable areas, but accept, accept what you can't change. That takes courage. Number nine, don't back down. Well, I won't back down. Oh, well, I 
won't buy it. Okay, I'll stop. Well, this depends on context. You uh, certainly don't want to pester an individual. Yeah, I mean, don't be so determined that you're pestering this individual. Come on. Go out with me. You know you want to. Come on. You know you want to be with me. Gross. Uh, you know, cops being called the whole bit. However, if you're using this advice on not giving up on the possibility of finding a friendship that works, a relationship that works for you, then it's very useful. Don't give up on yourself. And that's the biggest thing. Don't give up on yourself. And here's one that I found. Is it, uh, so if you're in the dating world at any age, really, but I mean, speaking of myself, uh, this is one that you can... I don't know if I Googled the exact question, but this is what it is. Is it normal to have dates repeatedly not work out? And what I found was a Reddit page that was, uh, the topic was for OkCupid, which is a dating site, if you're not aware. And this is from many, many years ago, but I found a couple responses to this question that I did like. This is from a user by the name of Paying for Mania. So again, the question is, is it normal to have dates repeatedly not work out? So paying for mania answered, yes, this is normal. Some people seem to connect really easily on first dates. Those people tend not to be single and therefore not among the pool of people you're dating, except most dates not to work out at all. You know, expect most dates not to work out at all. Yeah. So go into, in other words, go into your date expecting it not to work out. I'd say I get a second date with one in five tops. It's frustrating, but it's the reality of dating these days. If you want more of your first dates to be successful, date people who are pre-screened for compatibility. The best strategy for that, I found, is to be 19 good-looking, and enrolled in an undergraduate program at a mid-sized university, and join a few campus clubs. You should also have hobbies that are popular with the opposite sex, or maybe be in a religious group together. Okay, and none of that applies to me, because I'm certainly not 19. And this person uh, states in the closing paragraph here, I found that, unfortunately, becoming 19 again, going back to undergrad and joining campus clubs again have proven to be difficult steps for me to accomplish. Again, set realistic goals. So instead, I just deal with the realities of grown-up dating and recognize that most people aren't that compatible. And that is true. I mean, that is one aspect. I'm using the word aspect a lot here. It's one fact that, I am realizing and gradually accepting most people are not compatible. I mean, and I am, I'm fussy. I mean, I can be judgmental and I truly admit it. And, but at the same time, I know myself quite well and I know what will not work. So kudos to me in that aspect. I suppose. Oh, I just used aspect again. Oh my goodness. I do that. I get on one word and then I use it all the time. Okay. Let's see if I can go the rest of this podcast without saying aspect. Okay. Also on this Reddit question uh, was a response from Justin Patient. 
Again, the question is, is it normal to have dates repeatedly not work out? So Justin Patient said, I've had many dates not work out and work out in the last two months. The dates went fine and we continued talking, but for numerous reasons, it never made it to the relationship phase. Are you not getting any type of communication after the date? Or are the ones that's are you the one that's not interested? And that's another thing. A lot of times, I, in my experience, I'm not interested. I don't want a second date or third date no. and or an initial date at all. Uh, it just, you know, you got to factor that in as well. As hard as it is to be rejected by someone you f- believe you had a connection with, uh, you know, the... Uh, Take a look in the mirror because chances are you've done it yourself. I know I have. Okay. All right. And here's one too. You think you're, it's another article. And I'll preface it by just kind of saying this. You've gone out with a person a few times uh, or maybe just once and things you thought just went really, really well, and you keep texting for a while, then all of a sudden the person either ghosts you, meaning doesn't respond back, or just comes on a text one day and just says, you know what, I'm just not really, really ready for a relationship, uh, or uh, you smell like cabbage, uh, so uh, see you later. Okay, so... The information that uh, I got on this was another article from Verily Magazine. And the title of this article is Three Things You Need to Do When a Great Date Doesn't Follow Up. And with the three things, I added my little uh, kind of commentary, if you will. Okay, so the first thing, if you will, when a great date, doesn't follow up pout but not for long and yes you know feel the feeling but do not become the feeling i'll repeat that feel the feeling but don't come the feeling you want to acknowledge when you're upset don't deny that it's healthy to acknowledge it but get over it quickly eat a big bowl of cookie dough if you need to but don't do it every day Number two, seek closure. Figure out a way to close the door on it and move on. You know, start scrolling through and swiping people, individuals on dating sites. You know, just go through your day, get out of the apartment, house, whatever, and just do your daily activities. Do stuff that makes you feel good interact with others but seek closure on that person who no longer wants to see you it's done it's okay it sucks but it's okay move on number three be polite about it message this person back wish the other person well that's what we're talking about wish the other person well Chances are the individual rejecting you isn't evil, you know, especially if they're open about how they're feeling. 
Now, if they're ghosting you, that's another story. Don't try to contact them. But if they're upfront about it, just be polite, wish them well, and move on. So with all of this, consistently being in the dating world for months at a time and not experiencing mutual connections, we may become discouraged. I know I do from time to time. We often need to be reminded that this is a two-way street. I was talking about this just a minute ago. In my case, I've rejected others a few times. None of this is comfortable and none of it feels good. How much of not finding a connection is indeed me? At the beginning of this, I mentioned how falling in love puts a huge strain on my emotions. If I am still questioning my value as an individual, perhaps it isn't the right time for intense romance. In saying this, to expect love without all the emotional hardships that come with it perhaps is a lofty goal that in itself is unachievable. As happiness as happiness truly does come from within. I do feel happier even now than I felt in a while. I'm not truly happy enough to recognize how this could benefit. My happiness could benefit another person. Am I still questioning my perceived strengths while overemphasizing my limitations? Am I expecting too much out of someone? Am I expecting too little? Recognizing that goals aren't always going to be met is is it easier to have no goals at all uh, when it comes to relationships anyway i certainly won't be disappointed in what could have been and my life will stay relatively the same as nothing is gained and nothing is lost so maybe i shouldn't try i certainly won't be disappointed in what could have been if i don't try. I can say this, this journey has been interesting and I'm not ready to end it anytime soon, the dating journey I'm talking about. Heck, what else would I podcast about? Pass over the honey roasted peanuts and cold fizzy water. Let me start that over. I'm not going to go back and edit, but I'm going to start this over. Pass over the honey roasted peanuts and cold fizzy water. Surely there is a serial killer docuseries I haven't seen. How many fantasy, how are my fantasy sports teams doing? Are there any late night talk show clips on YouTube I should check out? The book I purchased on my Kindle is kind of dull. Should I scrap it and purchase another? I am tired as I type sleep well to someone. Watch, rinse, and repeat. And I read that quite poorly. That was a journal entry of mine. But that's okay. Pass over the honey roasted peanuts and the cold fizzy water. Surely there's a serial killer docuseries I haven't seen. How are my fantasy sports teams doing? Are there any late night talk show clips on YouTube I should check out? The book I purchased on my Kindle is kind of dull. Should I scrap it and purchase another? I am tired as I type sleep well to someone. Watch, rinse, repeat. That was better. That was better. And I do appreciate all of you uh, listening.
It is Sunday afternoon, and I feel pretty good. I haven't been outside as much as uh, I should have uh, been today. Maybe I'll get out there uh, before the sun goes down. I like how the days are indeed uh, noticeably longer now. I do wish all of you well. I thank you for listening. And until next time, I love you all. Take care, everybody.